I'm Chris Barker. And I'm Will Betts, and welcome back to Music Tech's My Forever Studio podcast. Yes, we're kicking off season two, and unlike season one, which we recorded in person, for season two we've gone remote. So we're phoning our famous artist, DJ, producer and industry figurehead friends and asking them to build their Fantasy Forever studio. This will be a studio built within the confines of our strictish rules, and one that they'll have to live with forever which weirdly seems more appropriate than it ever has done before. Yeah, and just like last season, there are rules. Our guests can choose a computer, a DAW, and an audio interface. Then they can only choose six other bits of studio kit plus one luxury item. But Chris, are people allowed a collection of plugins as a single item? No, no, no. Just like season one, there are... No bundles! That's right, no bundles allowed. Joining us today is Erhan Nielsen, a Norwegian DJ and producer who has been releasing records on some of the biggest dance labels for over 15 years. Whilst his current day-to-day production is based around software, his previous studio setups included hardware synths and lots more. So what gear will make the cut in his Forever Studio? Let's find out. This is My Forever Studio with Erhan Nielsen. Welcome. Thank you for joining us. Well, thank you guys for having me. So, you heard a few of the rules there. Yes. Got some rules... um, Rules a bit further down in the podcast once you start selecting your six items. But um, I mean, the first thing we, we like to talk about is if you could put a studio anywhere in the world, where would you have it and why? Like, what would be your fantasy dream studio? I mean, we've had people that have it on boats and have it wherever, so that the sky's the limit. All right. Um, hmm. Well, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a huge Star Wars buff, so I would love to have a studio wherever. It doesn't matter where it is, but it needs to look like, uh, you know, the Millennium Falcon, so... <laughs> Okay. That's what I really want. You know, that that would be so cool just to sit there and have the control panels and everything. And just like, you can just see like going into like hyperspeed at one point when your climax, boom, drops off. So, so Martin Vorwerk has kind of done that already for you. Yeah, basically. You can, yeah. So, so you can, so you basically want to steal his studio. That's allowed too. We've had lots of people stealing studios. Yeah. So. But he's got the Death Star, remember? He's not, he's on the wrong team there. Oh, okay. Oh, right. Okay. You see, I'm, I'm on the right team. And plus, uh, yeah. You can't beat the Millennium Falcon. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but you wouldn't, you wouldn't, you wouldn't care where the location was. I mean, you're quite, you're quite near the Arctic Circle up there, aren't you? Um, yeah. I, I mean, I mean, I guess if you live up here, anywhere is an improvement. Uh, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> uh, especially during the winter time. Um, but uh, yeah, I've always been that kind of guy who's, who I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm a proper geek and nerd. So uh, I'm more of like what's inside of a place and not what's outside. Which is, I probably live in the wrong place because it's all about nature up here. And I've become this, this enclosed kind of person in my own little world, you know, yeah. So maybe stay where you are, but it will be the Millennium Falcon yeah. studio. Yes, definitely. Yes. Okay. All right. Okay. So the next question is uh, Mac or PC? Ooh, see, now that's a hard one. I, I've always been on a PC. I've always been on a PC just because back in the days it was just, I, I didn't know logic and I started on Cubase and uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, but I think nowadays, just because I am becoming a proper geek, so I'm learning all the DAWs, then I need Logic. And for Logic, you need Mac. So I'm probably going to say Mac. Okay. I mean, we did hear off one of our guests. We did hear off one of our guests last season that um, if you're using Cubase, which I guess you are, um, that PC is the one to be on with Cubase because Hans Zimmer uses Cubase and he's always on the phone to Steinberg to get them to fix stuff. So. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, uh, be, be on a PC if you're using Cubase. Yeah. So yeah, the, I've I've heard the same thing. And to be fair, though, I have used Cubase. I have uh, like a MacBook and I have a, a PC, and it's not that much difference, if you know what I mean. It's just mm. like uh, I I do agree with the fact that Cubase has been running like clockwork for me in on the PC. So uh, yeah, 
Maybe, maybe they're right. How come you need to be on all these different platforms then? It's sort of to challenge myself. And also, if I ever go come into the position where I'm sitting with different people in a studio doing collabs and stuff, I don't want to be the useless guy pointing, do that, do that, do this. I want to be hands-on. I always have been hands-on. So if I don't know at least the basics, like of the stuff that I know in Cubase uh, on other DAWs, then it feels wrong, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Hang on, we, you got to pick one there. Right? I was going to say, you only get to choose one door. So this is kind of a killer question. Just Oh, okay. Okay, then I revise my, my answer and go to PZ then. <laughs> so you're going PC and Cubase, I guess. Yes, definitely. Okay. And uh, then the final, the final free item before we start going on your list is um, audio interface. What, which audio interface? And don't forget, this is Dream Fantasy oh. Studio. This isn't about what you've got now. So you can have whatever. This whole thing is whatever. Sky's <laughs> the limit. <laughs> Uh, the biggest universal audio, I think. I'm pretty sure. What is it, 16? The X16, yeah. Yeah, the I think X, so. The okay. X16 is the big one, yeah. Yeah, 16, yeah. yeah. That's the one I want. That's the one I want, definitely. Nice. With all the... P- <laughs> no, no bundles. No bundles. No bundles! No bundles. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> this is, this is going to see you wrong, uh, because, yeah, we do have the strict no bundle policy, so you can't... Yeah. You can't take all of those plugins with you. So well, just... they they come with some though, don't they? Some. Not yeah, yeah, as a yeah. bundle, but they come yeah, with yeah, some. Yeah. So you you're, you're good. okay. So we've got we got a PC. We're on the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> We're running Cubase <laughs> with the with the. Is it, apart from the Millennium Falcon, it's all pretty doable so far. It's not too it's not too <laughs> what do crazy. You mean, besides the Millennium Falcon, I'm pretty sure there's an engineer out there who can help me. He's got a lot of hair. <laughs> Okay, fine, fine. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So, here we go with item number one. So you've only got six bits of other studio gear or software. Now that's plugins, hardware, no bundles, and you need so you're going to need some monitors as well, or some headphones. So, item number one. What do you think it would be if you only had six items? And that's including speakers and everything. Oh yeah, I mean. Two speakers counts as one yeah. item. Yes. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, you need them in pairs. Uh, then yeah, yeah. This is my dream studio, but you know what? I'm, I'm still loving my monkey bananas. It's sort of crazy hexagonal Oh, speakers. God, I is remember they? seeing those at Music yeah. Mesa. They're amazing. Like, uh, they, they, they can handle so, so much pain because I, 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 I tend to go into overdrive after a bottle of red wine in the studios and they just handle it. You can't see them. Like, they're like... Yeah, no, they're just perfect. And they're still like as loud as ever. There's no muffling or any ruined membranes or on on yeah. None of the parts are ruined. So yeah. And are they are they the top model that they do? You wouldn't go bigger? Yeah. Oh they are they already These are the top model. This is the turbo eights and the sub woofer. So yeah. Okay. So so far, again, apart from the Millennium Falcon aspect, this is you're just describing your studio. Okay. How did you even discover the monkey bananas? That's the thing, though. It's just I was talking to this guy. Uh, he's uh, he's a Norwegian distributor, and he uh, he was also this distributor for Adam and Eve monitors. And he told me about these guys from Monkey Banana who apparently left Adam uh, because they wanted to make a different sounding type of monitors. And he told me if you listen to these and with the music you're making, these are perfect. And uh, I'm like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out on a limb. I'm going to trust you. And uh, I got them. And yeah, I, I, because I had the Atom speakers before, like the small ones, I think it was 7s or something. 7Xs, yeah, yeah. A7X. Yeah. yeah, and then uh, all of a sudden he's just sent me these. Um, and th- they were worlds apart and it just fit perfectly for me because I, 
I love it when I can get the sort of like a club feeling, but also when I take the volume down, you can hear every aspect of the track. And these just gave me that. So they can play loud and you can barely hear any details. And you can just turn it down and you can hear every single detail. So you were fully you were fully sold the speakers then in terms of like somebody like, you you know, it was a full sales pitch and it worked. That's good. Yeah. Like it, it, it's worth And he sent them to me for free to check them out. And I sort well, of become cool. like, I sort of become, became like this, this, this uh, the proud sponsor of them for a while. And I was just, I don't know. It's just, I was just sold on them. Like the only ones I've heard resembling the kind of sound that I want is the new Adams, I think. It's the eight ones. They're kind of cool. Like They have okay. sort of like the same uh, thing. I haven't checked the subwoofer yet, but yeah. So maybe, actually, maybe, yeah, maybe I, maybe I would try those, like the, the new eights from Adam and their 12-inch subwoofer. That would be kind of cool, I think. Do the monkey bananas have ribbon tweeters or the kind of coil tweeters? Or are they, uh, they have normal the, tweeters? The, the circular yeah, ones. Circular one. So they're not the different tweeters to Adams. Then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're totally yeah. different tweeters. Like, uh, like the the ones on the Adams, uh, they had a very nice little sound to them. Uh, but I, I, yeah. I felt them lacking in some certain middle areas, and especially the low ones. So uh, yeah, for me at least. Well, it's the first. It's the first. It's the debut of the Monkey Bananas. I love saying the name Monkey Bananas speakers <laughs> on the <laughs> on the podcast. So, but are you are you sticking with the bananas, or are you the Monkey Bananas, or are you going to the the Adams though, the Forever Studio, for your dream for your Forever Studio. I do. Uh, well, that's the thing. I, I do like the. I think my Forever Studio needs to have a, a sound that I'm very comfortable with, and the Monkey Bananas does have the sound that I'm comfortable with. So, like, even you can you can show me speakers that it's worth like fifty thousand dollars or something like that. If I don't like the sound, I'll, I'll, I'll be like, new, new. <laughs> yeah, and it is forever. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. so, flying through space. Forever. I should have chosen a cabin <laughs> in the woods or something. <laughs> right. So moving on, that's one item down. Item number two. Mm-hmm. Oh, let's see now. Well, obviously you will. Uh, I don't have to bring up like 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 uh, like monitors, like uh, screens and stuff, right? That's or do I? Have... No, 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 no. Okay, that's all included in the computer. Yeah, that's um... furniture and all of that. Don't worry about that. Okay, perfect. Um... Well, definitely, like, if I'm going to go with the first three synths that I use all the time. Yeah. Uh, silent. I don't care what people say. I love silent. So item number two is, is silent. Item number two is silent. Okay. Yeah. So tell us about silent when, when you discovered it and, uh, you know, what makes it what makes it a must-have in the Forever Studio. I think it was Jonas Stur, the guy from, uh, from uh, Intuition Recordings back in the days. He told me about uh, silent and that I should check it out. Because I I wasn't too into it like I was I was let's face it I was uh, all alone up here <laughs> so it's like uh, so when I first started like talking and they I started talking to, to like real producers and stuff they they showed me a lot of stuff and they told me like you have to get the silent thing it's not that expensive it's very good and it just has all the sounds you need and I think I'm trying to figure out when that was uh, it's many many years ago now uh, and this was I think during a time where they just treated like silent it was sort of like a project for students or something like uh, the guy who made it and it was just it just blew me away because i remember it it felt like a proper hardware synth it, was it emulating virus i mean you had a virus yes, right so i have a virus of, still yeah um okay. it, it's uh it, it was emulating sort of like a virus and and a little bit of uh jp8000 so all the super saw kind of sound exactly and they also had because of the pitch modulation on it they also had the same kind of click that the clavias was so like uh, known for so basically you had these three monsters in one hmm. 
Of course, there was a little bit of a difference because it was all digital. It was not, none of the so, so-called virtual analog analog kind of stuff, but uh, it just blew my mind. So it literally changed the way you made music after getting that yeah. plugin. That's kind of a... Without a doubt. Yeah. Like I, I can already tell you that 90% of the basses that I have in my tracks is, comes from Silent, still. Wow. Yeah. So Even the, the latest release. Instinct, yes. Instinct, the, the, the low the sub-bass is Silent. Uh, I think... If I'm not mistaken, uh, the the layers of it is there's two layers of bass on Instinct, and I'm pretty sure it's uh, Serum and Spire. Okay, so does that move us on to item number three? Is it going to be another software synth? It is. It's going to be Serum. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely combining combining those two are like uh, absolutely. It it has to be there. I don't know what it is. It's just like it's two different kind of synths. You're one that is more analog and uh, that sounds a bit more analog and the other one who's just technically a rumpler. Uh, okay. so, so it's like a serum is, is, is completely, like, of course, silent is as well, but it's a different kind of engine in, in those two. So sil- silent is more your standard like virtual analog feel and you have serum, which you can do almost whatever you want to of modulation wise. So, I mean, x really nailed that one. So yeah, for you, that's where the power is in Serum. Then it's in the modulation. Yes, basically because I, I, I think I actually did that for uh, the tutorial as well. I go into I can basically go into Serum and I make it. Uh, I make like a mid-high bass kind of thing that sounds like three different basses, but it it's just one sound thanks to the modulation. So all I'm gonna say is. This is your fantasy dream, no holes bar studio, and you're going for stuff that you know. You're not tempted by like a vintage, big vintage synth, or oh, I'm getting there. Okay, all oh, right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, ba- I'm backing Don't off. Jump the gun. I'm backing off. <laughs> I thought that would be my luxury thing, but because, <laughs> but yeah. Well, your luxury item is actually meant to be a non-studio related item. Yeah, but we'll get oh, to that. We'll get okay, to that when okay. we get to. We'll get to that when we get to it. So, so far we've got some monitors. We've got silence and we've got serum. Yeah, and so so that's three down. Item number four. Oh, you're making this hard. Okay, if I if 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 I really can choose from whatever I want. Oh, Jupiter eight. Yes, there we go. <laughs> dreams have been absolved. Always. <laughs> you want to hear how my dream got crushed a few years back? Yes, we do. So there was this guy, and not too far from my city, actually. He he wanted to sell uh, some synths or keyboards, as he called them. Uh, on this 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 local like sales, <clears throat> selling spot thing marketplace, and um, he had a Juno one oh six and he had a Jupiter eight. Very nice. That his brother apparently used to have, and he wanted to sell them for fifty quid a pop. What is this a scam? Is it going to be a scam? <laughs> Something's up with that. No no no. That's the, that's the thing. I saw them, so it's like it was fine. And he's ah. like he knows they're worth more, but he just can't have them in the house, and I was fine. And I wanted to buy them, and then. Apparently, when they were supposed to transport them, uh, they were on top of something else because they sold away a lot of stuff. And both the synths fell down into the snow. It was minus 30. And they both cracked. Oh, oh my God. Oh, <laughs> yes. It's tragic. I even got a picture of that. Oh, no. Oh, that's... Well, apparently, that's they, they broke really a table tragic. and a couple of shelves, too. But uh, who cares? I mean, the Jupiter and the Juno oh, both dead. No. That is, that's uh, what, probably one of the saddest stories we've ever had on the podcast. <laughs> oh, I shed a tear. Yeah. I can tell you that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Now you have the chance in your Forever Studio, so you're going for the Jupiter 8. Uh, so have you ever played one? Have you ever had one? Have you ever rented one or loaned one? Or I've been lucky enough to try it once. Uh, and uh, even though I have, like, of course I have the software versions of them, it's it's not the same. Like, the, just the, the wild, 
behavior of the analog filters are insane. I just love that. Yeah, you have no control. Like, well, you think you have control, but then all of a sudden you don't. <laughs> it's pretty cool. So yeah, no, nice. it's uh, it's definitely uh, oh, it's my dream synth. I want that. You got it. It's on Done. the list. Out of interest, have you heard about this um, Soundforce Jupiter Eight MIDI controller? It lo- it's got all oh. the controls, and it no. uh, plugs into like Arturia V Collection, and it also plugs into the Roland Cloud stuff. So you basically got all of the hardware controls. Um, this is quite cool. Um, obviously, it's it's not necessarily going to be dream dream territory, but for a lot of people, it might be an but interesting way. Yeah, exactly. As- in in the real world but yeah just an aside but yeah so actually not a bad idea yeah. if I, if i can't find one but i'm still on the lookout for one <laughs> well i'll i'll let so, uh, I'll, yeah. I'll let you know if one comes up on our on our journeys through music nerdland and send you some links please do they come up occasionally you know great investment as well you've said that you're in the arctic circle Where, whereabouts are you exactly i'm not I'm, I'm not just above the arctic circle i'm basically what you would call the end of the world i'm like the last mainland before the north wow. pole yeah the logistics might be a little bit challenging at times but yeah <laughs> But it looks it looks beautiful up there though, like you say. It's, uh, I, I can already place. tell you, like coming coming home from uh, from a tour and coming up here, is bliss. It's uh, it's home and it's quiet and it's beautiful and you know it's home. How much does the environment sort of influence your music? Do you think it has an impact at all? Oh, a lot, definitely. I can see myself every single time after, like maybe in January after Christmas and stuff. I have so many impressions. It's just like every, we also have like the the thing up here, and right now we don't we don't get darkness. Like the sun doesn't go under the horizon; <laughs> it just goes. If if you have the horizon here, you have the sun here. It comes to about and no, let's go yeah. there. So that's so what it, it just does sort now. of it just skims the horizon and then it's yeah. day again, right? Back up again. <laughs> wow. Technically, have a twenty four hour party and you won't even feel tired. I know. I've tried. <laughs> I've I've been to one of those in Finland in Ilosari. In Finland, for and uh, yeah, the sun only set for twenty minutes or something oh, yeah, like yeah. that, and yeah, it was crazy, Man. crazy. Um, so if if that location influences you so much, uh, what's your music going to sound like when you're on the Millennium Falcon, <laughs> <laughs> flying through space? Probably what Kraftwerk would sound like in 2020. I'm not sure. It's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, nice. That's that's good. I think it's going to work. The Jupiter 8 suits the Millennium Falcon vibe. It well, does, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. It has all the nice yeah. knobs and everything. So, yeah. So, what's that? We've got two more items We've left. Four down. So, item number five. This is where it starts getting difficult as you get towards the end, and you'll probably start changing your mind on earlier items, we find. So, what, what do you think? Oh, this is really difficult because there's so many things I, 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 I would want and use. What about you know you've only got you've only got Cubase's built-in EQs and compressors and all of that and tool you know okay so I, I probably would have to go Fab Filter now probably but you're only allowed one no bundles remember so <laughs> no no bundles no bundles no bundles <laughs> oh, this is torment uh, yeah but I do need an EQ that never fails me and that would be the Fab Filter Q3 the Q3 so what what did you use pre what did you use before the Q3 and and what changed when you got it. Do you remember what you used? I did use a lot of like the stock ones from Cubase. I, I did. Like it, they worked in, in, in many ways. Uh, I think the one that I used the most, the API, probably. That's the one I used the most before. Mm. But for some reason, like I, I just think that like the also the the side and, and wide EQing of FabFilter is a lot better. So it's uh, I, like, I love the fact you can actually just enhance 
stereo on a normal sound just with the EQ. So yeah, no, I I changed that and like I said, I I used I've always used a lot of the stock ones. It's just because they were good. I mean, they worked. They did what I wanted them to do. So I I never felt like I needed like a super third party and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, the Fab Filter Q definitely. Yeah, Q three. And can you tell us can you tell us a little bit about how you're doing that with the the side information? What what do you do with Pro Q three? That's um, that feeds into your sound? Well, uh, first of all, like w- one thing that I think that Q3 does well is the fact that they can show you like peak points. Mm-hmm. You can see, for example, in a vocal, you have a vocal and, uh, and you see like, okay, at that spot, you could hear something. You go there and you see exactly what frequency that actually stands out and makes it like uh, harsh to your ears. Mm-hmm. And I go there and I just take like a, like a bell thing and I just take it down. Mm. And I can see, okay, um, maybe this thing, maybe this lead sound, it, it has, it, it's, it's all the way in the middle, but it doesn't sound big enough. So I'll, I'll try to increase, let's say from 1500 to 3000 Hertz. I try to increase a little bit of the side to make it sound a little bit more massive on that lead. Maybe I'll just put the EQ like uh, in the chain so that it EQs, uh, reverb and delay. Right. So the reverb and delay gets wider. Cool. Nice. That's sort of, um. I guess that's what it's one thing that kind of big the sort of the big arena sound that you make and the big festival sound and the big club sound yeah it's the thing that all producers at your level are chasing is that kind of how do you get it to slam but also be super wide and and fill the room i have i have this this philosophy that like uh, a, a, an image of the sound is supposed to be like a fan you know mm-hmm. it's supposed to go out and it's supposed to go out in a way so it works. If you have everything put in there, like crinkles and stuff, something is wrong. So you need to stretch it yeah. out. And, and so it's like it's... Uh, and I use like the spectrum analyzer to double check that if everything... It, it goes around. It's, it's sort of like this, this little square thingy that goes like there. And you can just see how much it fills around underneath, up top, on the sides. And usually I want it to have like this nice little like circle going around so i know that everything is filled up okay so is that your that's your goal then to when you look at the spectrum analyzer when you, the goniometer then you're you basically filled up all of the frequencies in it is that the plan <laughs> <laughs> well it's, it's it, no no it's not just to fill it up just to make it like a big thing it's to see how it works together because it, it also it, sure. it has this like uh vibrant thing so you can see how like it goes from in the beginning it's a little bit more there and then when it this comes to like a, a full top. It just goes boom on the so side. So much wider. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. If you're into music production, you should also check out Music Tech Magazine. In this month's issue, we talk to production powerhouse Dead Mouse about collaboration and his recent move into tech development. We also find out from veteran producer Nick Launay about recording Nick Cave and Idols. Plus, get our verdict on the hotly anticipated UDO Super Six Polysynth the PreSonus Atom SQ controller, Melodyne 5, and more. Beyond that, we have a load of tutorials for Cubase, Logic, Live, and Studio One, and DAW agnostic workshops on sharpening your sound design skills and getting creative with reverb. You'll find all that and more in this month's issue. Subscribe now at musictech.net. Right, one more. You've got one more gear choice left, Elian. And this is forever. There's so many things. See, that's the problem. There's so many things. <laughs> he says with his head in his hands. <laughs> tell, tell, us, tell us what are in the list and then we'll narrow it down so, t- so people can find out a bit more about, about what, 
what you need. Well, to be fair, Cubase have all the samplers and stuff. I'm trying to I'm trying to deduct the things that Cubase has good enough that I don't have to get. I need a reverb, but I'm not sure which reverb. Probably something from Valhalla. Suitable, since I'm Norwegian, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. A Viking reverb. Yeah. Good. <laughs> and I couldn't have the bundle, which annoys me. <laughs> no bundles! No bundles! No bundles. That's one of the rules. This podcast would be far too easy if, if we were allowed to bundle. So, uh, which which Valhalla? Do you, I mean, do you have one you use regularly? Because, I mean, reverb is one of those things where there's a million choices of reverbs and there's lots of good... I mean, even the Cubase ones, again, are pretty good. Yeah, they are, the, but um, they still lack that little bit of edge that Valhalla has. Like, I love Vintage Verb. I use Vintage Verb and Shimmer quite a lot. I use those two. Uh, Shimmer I mostly use on Sends, basically, to just to add, like, uh, this, this wider effect sometimes. It's like using that all the time, it might just... Uh, I don't know, it just, it just fills it up too much and it becomes a little bit too noisy, I think. Mm. But having it as a send and just using it sometimes, it's, uh, it's really cool. So which one is it going to be? It, it has to be the vintage word because uh, like, uh, in, in overall, it's better. Okay. It's more, modul- uh, it's, it's more easy to modulate than so Shimmer. So do you find yourself mainly using sort of DSP reverbs rather than convolution reverbs? You know, like ones rather than modeling actual spaces uh, to be fair though i had the if, if uh, the ether you know that one no it's it's it's, it's uh it's back in the days it was the uh, reverb you have it's like art, you had the arts acoustic and you had this one uh, ether mm. and that one is basically where you is, is where you like modded space and i think it's cool yes but it's it wasn't like really necessary for my for my line of work so i ended up having a, a place where i uh, like having thing where i can as long as i can eq uh, the damping and 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 like the and, and the reverb itself, and it's cool. And then then I understand how I want it and how to get it. So it's uh, but like building spaces like you have in ether. That's yeah. I mean it's cool, but then again this is my forever studio and I need to... <laughs> you need to Valhalla. Yeah, I need a Valhalla. So we 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 raced through that pretty quickly. So uh, Will, give us a bit of a rundown of of where we're at with with the list so far. And then you might change your mind when you hear it. You might change your mind when you hear the list. Most likely. Okay, we are on the Millennium Falcon uh, with a PC in the cockpit running Cubase uh, with an, a universal audio Apollo X16. You have a pair of monkey banana. Now, remind me, what's the name of the, the monkey banana what's? Turbo 8s and the subwoofer. Turbo 8s. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, Lennard Digital Silent. X for Records um, Serum. Mm. Roland Jupiter 8, beautiful mm. choice. Um, the FabFilter Pro Q3 and Valhalla Vintage Verb. Yeah, I know the last two aren't really that like spicy or cool, but they're, they're, they're still awesome. I, I'm, I'm still thinking about like maybe exchanging either Serum or Silent with Omnisphere 2. Curveball. Very different, but yeah. Yeah, that, that's why. That's why, because it's so different. Like, Serum is different from Silent stuff. Like, I probably would go, go with Silent and Omnisphere 2 then. So we, we're getting rid of Serum. We're changing Serum, okay. okay. Which I still love, but, like, just for the sake of diversity. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, that's, that's, that's a pretty nice list. And it's interesting that the Millennium Falcon runs on a PC. <laughs> yeah, on Windows. <laughs> it's Windows-based. <laughs> <laughs> Who would have thought, yeah? Who would have yeah. thought? You don't on the blue screen of death when you're in hyperspace. <laughs> <laughs> Right. But then again, then again, if it was Mac based, you know, it would be a nightmare to charge it from Galaxy to Galaxy because it would be a different adapter. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
<laughs> so it's it swings and roundabouts what you power the Millennium yeah. Falcon with, isn't it? It's, exactly. uh, you know, there's always a compromise. Yeah. As we move, as we move on to the final. So this is a luxury item. So you know, you don't have to break up your friends and family here. They they all come to you know you you know you're not on your own. Pets, they're all allowed. It's more like something that you might have always had in your studio. Um, that could be like I don't know anything. It, we've had everything from slush puppy machines to um, you know fancy chairs or all sorts of stuff. So whatever whatever you think would be your ultimate luxury item on that Millennium Falcon. I mean, Millennium Falcon's pretty kitted out already. So you're yeah. Safe. How about a wine cellar? I'm a, I'm a huge wine buff. There you go. Let's talk about that. A wine cellar yeah. on the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> yeah. See, this is going somewhere now. <laughs> This is this is it. Uh, wow. Send Chewy down to choose a, a lovely red. Yeah. <laughs> the Chateau Neuf de Pap, please, Chewy. Yeah. I mean, why wouldn't you want that on Millennium Falcon? I mean, it has a nice seating area. Yeah. So I mean, do the wine do the wines age as you go through space time? Do they age faster? They you can really no, slower. They slower. Age slower. It's slower. Yes. Oh, okay. That's what. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's annoying as an as an investment. Actually, no, it's cool because you're gonna buy some like really like nicely aged wine, and they they will stay mm. fresh forever. Okay, all right. And what, so, you a red wine, white wine? Any preference? Well, I am a red wine kind of guy, and I'm a huge fan of Italian red wine. So, uh, mm. yeah. Okay, Chianti or no, for me, it's uh, the Amarone, Tom- Tomasi Amarone. That's that's my favorite. So it's uh, yeah, from the house of Tomasi, they can do no wrong. So I know you're a very successful guy, but Let's let's be honest. It's not cheap in Norway for alcohol, is it? <laughs> That's why I love duty free. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say you must the traveling DJ. You must be. You must be. Yeah, that must be a, a real treat for you. Because I mean, I've been to Norway and it was. It was a shock for the English. Everything man. is expensive here. Yes, that's true. But yeah, alcohol, especially yes, they add taxes on it. I don't know. So be honest. Have you ever taken a gig in Italy that you didn't want to do just so you could get some wine? Well, if they asked, I would. <laughs> <laughs> fair. That's fair. That's fair. So a wine cellar is a luxury item. That's fantastic. Let tell us a bit about though before we end about um, how you've how's how's lockdown and and you know this coronavirus been treating you because this is a. You know, this we're doing this remotely. We usually do these podcasts in person, but we you know it's a change of pace for series two. So, what have you been up to? <sighs> well, where I'm sitting right now is in my studio, uh, yeah. and this is where I spent probably ninety percent of my time. Uh, it's it, there's a lot of things coming and stuff. And to be fair, I think every every producer in the world considers this like what? What do you, what do you mean lockdown? <laughs> I think that's the reaction we all have. It's just like what. I, I love this, this sitting in the studio. What I do miss is just going on the road, seeing people, being at parties and stuff like that. It's just, uh, yeah. It's I, at one point, like, because I, I travel a lot, like I, I, I've had for the past at least 10 years. And uh, at first when this lockdown happened, it was just after a month, I felt like, you know what? This is actually good for me. I could feel myself coming a little bit more back to the world because I've been quite tired. Mm. And uh, all, of a, all of a sudden, I'm like, okay, this is not too bad. And then May came, and I could see all the festivals getting canceled, and I could see everything happening. And I was like, okay, this is not good. And I, I think about three weeks ago, I had like those shakes where I really wanted to just stand there on the, on the decks and just play and just see the crowd because I had so many tracks. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Now it's uh, I, I really cannot wait to, to, for the world to come back to somewhat normal. Mm. 
Do you think um, do you think it's going to affect the music industry long term in in how it operates? Uh, I don't just mean like you know people will lose money. I mean, do you think it could be an opportunity for for different things? Of course it is. Well, every new reality is a, is a new opportunity as well. So it's and we have a new reality right now, and it's it's a very stream and you know uh, computer well phone based reality. And mm. to be fair, I've seen a lot of people who probably prefer that. Like there are people who are sitting at home that don't like being around a lot of people, don't like being in clubs or festivals mm. that are really enjoying watching streams online, listening to new music and stuff like that. And to be fair, like us DJs as well, we need to keep our A game up. Like when we're standing here, if we do like three streams a week, you can't do the same stream. You can't like just keep playing there. Yeah. So you have to like switch it up, maybe even switch styles, maybe just like, yeah. So it's in many ways, it, it opens up a lot of possibilities. I just really hope that people don't forget to have fun in real life too. Yes. Um, but what's interesting about this is you were saying about like you're uh, playing out and doing the um, the live streaming. Are you finding the way that you write change is changing because of the having to address an audience that's primarily at home? Is Yeah. Have you, I was, that was actually a very good point um, because I, I've just uh, started uh, on a track that is more back to my roots, which is just m- melodic, like kind of progressive, just like uh, it, it takes its time to get where it's going. It doesn't stress. And I, if you gave me a year back, that would never be the issue. Like the, I, I, would probably, I would probably make a track that I knew was going to work really well at a festival for the people I'm playing for. Mm. But now this, this track is just... It's just meant for people to listen to like all the little bits and bobs coming in after a while and just like uh, yeah back to basics you can go more detailed and more intricate and more melodic rather than rather than trying to push ideas home yeah okay i become more of a geek now uh like than i've been in years just because of the fact that i'm home i also have time to sit down and well of course it might be a bit tedious but when the end result becomes really good because you're taking that extra hour to just do some fine polishing then yeah no, it's it's it's. I think it's probably good for the music industry. We I think we're going to get more high quality productions because of this. So, um, what's coming up for you? Uh, let's finish this off. And where can people find out about you? Like, have you got have you got loads of records stacked up then uh, coming out? Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, that's uh, the if thing. only the listener, if only the listeners could have seen your face when you said that. It was like, yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of things coming, and um, t- to be fair though, it's just like it's uh, it's been sort of like a dream scenario for the first two months of lockdown, where I could just sit down and just uh, go nuts, and also have time to listen to demos from other people, like uh, and vocalists especially. So I, <laughs> there's going to be a lot of vocal tracks. There's going to be a lot of instrumental tracks, and uh, uh, it's going to be collabs because now all us DJs are home. We actually have time to do stuff together. Woohoo! <laughs> so yeah. that's cool. Mm. Um, so yeah, no, it's, it's, it's definitely, uh, people have a lot to look forward to if they like my music. If they don't, then yeah, they're going to hate it. It's going to suck. It's going to (laughs) be terrible. So yeah. (laughs) Excellent. So, um, Will, do do you want to, uh, do you want to run us down the final list of, of everything? Let's hear it back and see, see what, um, your opinion is of the final forever studio. Okay. Um, Cubase on a PC on the Millennium Falcon with a UA Apollo X16, listening on Monkey Banana Turbo 8s with Silenth, Omnisphere 2, Roland Jupiter 8, FabFilter Pro-Q3, Valhalla Vintage Verb, and a wine cellar. Isn't that the dream? Like, look, I mean, (laughs) come on. Yeah, I mean, 
you you said you were going to find it difficult, but you raced through it, and you know I think that the wine cellar was yeah what a, what a choice that is inspired yeah inspired yeah. well all that's left to do is say thank you so much and uh, and to everybody listening do check out um, all the new thousand records that are coming out soon it sounds like <laughs> yeah. uh, and where can we where can people find more uh, of me oh, well uh, basically if uh, all my stuff is on Spotify but if they go to my uh, Instagram uh, origin 82 then I'm gonna p- post stories as soon as stuff comes out um, I also do sneak previews there I sometimes uh, scare the hell out of my manager by just showing a ton of records on Instagram stories and she's like no no too soon what are you doing <laughs> so it's like you're going to become like Prince where you've got this vault and nobody lets you release it because you've got too much stuff and everybody <laughs> yeah. goes, we don't... I yeah. actually still have like maybe four or five tracks that I haven't released yet that I was supposed to be released yeah. like two years ago. But I, I make too much. You know, I don't yeah. care. Well, If it's too much, it's too much. <laughs> maybe you are on the Millennium Falcon already and time is slowing down. And, uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe. <laughs> maybe uh, that's what's happening. Well, yeah. I do have a wine cabinet, but not cellar. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Right, well... Thank you so much for joining us on the My Forever Studio podcast. Thank well, you. Thank you guys for having me. Thank you, well. Love you guys. There we have it. Episode one done. We're back. Thank you very much for listening. Yes. Uh, and our next episode is a very special one on Sunday, October the 4th. The podcast is coming to you from Guitar.com Live, the world's leading virtual guitar show. That's right. Guitar.com Live is a three-day virtual event running from the 2nd to the 4th of October with over 60 performances, workshops, panel discussions, VR experiences and a video edition of the My Forever Studio podcast. During the event, our guitar guru guests will be Ramesh Dalangoda, a record producer and mix engineer who's made records with Motorhead, Funeral for a Friend, Bring Me the Horizon and Twin Atlantic. Yes, so make sure you don't miss that and thanks again for listening. And, unsurprisingly, you can find all the information for Guitar.com Live at guitar.com forward slash live. Excellent. And rate us five stars, follow us on your favourite podcasting apps. Thanks very much. That's it. Bye. Bye bye.